Hello again. Are you all sitting comfortably? Yes, it is a little muggy. I'll throw open the window. There. Better? Good. Welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer's Icelandic special as at the 26th of May 2018. As promised, this edition of the Ashenden Anemometer has been brought to you as a result of the AA's outreach programme visit to Iceland. Why choose Iceland? A good question, to which I ask of you, which is the second most windy inhabited place on our planet? Now I heard that, it's not Forge Close, Ashenden. I take it that was a guess. Yes, well done at the back there. Correct. It is Iceland. The windiest place in Iceland, Storhofoldi, on Westman Islands, recorded four windless days last year. The rest of the time, the wind can reach 100 kilometres per hour, which translates to 62.1371 miles per hour in Brexitese. So, last week I headed for Reykjavik with a portable anemometer and a pretty much bomb-proof credit card. I had been there less than 12 hours when I found myself trapped inside a hire car by a Force 8 gale. I simply could not open the door against the wind. When I eventually exited the shelter of my vehicle, thinking its door a good shield against this predominantly horizontal attack, uh, Icelandic rains like that, it pulled out another favoured manoeuvre and rained on me vertically. I notice you are unimpressed. Uh, perhaps I failed to explain that this vertical was from the ground up. When I had recovered enough to actually see what I was doing and deploy my portable anemometer, which is a small tube that attaches to the top of my iPad, I was unable to hold my iPad in the vertical position. I regret to report the electronics became overloaded with water and this part of the programme had to be abandoned. There was also a massive wind chill factor. I could not feel if my fingers were holding my iPad tightly or not, or indeed at all. To defrost, I was recommended a large blue lagoon nearby named the Blue Lagoon, which provided copious geothermally heated water, and I took the plunge. Literally. It was a marvellous antidote to the wind and rain, which by now had become icy hail. However, the open ten yards, uh, metres to you remainers, uh, from the changing room area to the outdoor lagoon was where I lost my final reserves of body heat. It took the next hour, being 96% submerged in lagoon waters, to recover. The hardy visitors surrounding me worked at being true natives by standing up, half naked, to prevent the salty, foul-tasting water from getting into their Icelandic Viking lager, uh, provided at several partly sunken bars, actually cleverly situated in the lagoon waters themselves. Which brings a brand new meaning to the phrase watering hole. I think in Icelandic 
this actually translates as walleting hole. I recall a similar credit card drain at St Mark's Square, Venice. These Icelanders really do not like to be outdone. When I had recovered enough to brave the whole ten yards back out of the lagoon across the changing rooms, I unplunged and, shaking off a freshly settled cap of slushy hail, rushed slowly inside for my towel, which wasn't where I left it. I took the next nearest. I think that is a well-established method of drying off there. The rushing slowly bit, by the way, is necessary to avoid hospitalisation from colliding with the doors at the end of the ice slide forming between the pool and the changing room. A really hot shower had me rehumanised in next to no time and I was on my way back to Central Thingholt, my boutique hotel in Reykjavik. Now, generally, Ison does really hot water very well. Therefore, it is a complete mystery to me as to why a modest burger, chips and a drink at an average central Reykjavik tariff of £50 yes, I said £50 does not include a heated plate. Maybe heated is one of those Icelandic descriptive words that can't be applied to a food-carrying receptacle as in the olden days a broken piece of ice would do. I should have been less surprised had I spotted the clue in the word Iceland? I'm a bit slow. My next and last three days were spent in glorious fine weather. Torrential rain, glorious fine weather, high wind, torrential glorious weather, fine wind, high rain, glorious weather and torrential sun. Proper sun was of course available from 3am to 10pm. Improper sun was available from 10pm to 3am, where it lurked just a little below the horizon and teased us with the certain knowledge that night time was not really available for another four months. I'm not exaggerating with that weather mixture description, all that glorious high rain weather torrential sun business, they have a saying in Iceland, if you don't like the weather, wait another five minutes. For those of you interested in Iceland, it is a very modern country. Entirely renewable resource powered, the only country that is. Up to its eyeballs in debt, two pounds to spend a penny, credit cards accepted. Serves mediocre food at cordon bleu prices on lukewarm plates is also full of taciturn Icelanders and very enthusiastic Polish hotel staff. Note, they don't expect you to tip. Possibly because you haven't any money left and they still owe your retirement fund quite a packet. Tourism is responsible for about a third of Iceland's income. An American influx of two times the population and a UK influx of one times the population makes up for nearly half their total visitors. Their population is about 300,000, by the way. That's Iceland for you, or Tetaretast, as the Icelanders have it. Uh, that means that's how it is. Kesara, all that. 
So last Friday, I descended from 12 metres above the North Atlantic, eventually back down to a modest 158 metres above sea level in Ashenden. I was somewhat financially depleted, but having had the privilege of standing on our Eurasian tectonic plate and grasping the hand of an American called Daniel, who stood on the North American plate opposite me, and seeing him recede, well, yes, he was receding at two centimetres per annum, uh, that's about the same as a famous American president's hair, I felt, well, uh, yes, privileged. Oh, that uh, spending a penny business with a credit card is actually true, by the way. So, it's cheerio for me, Richard Phillips, your intrepid Ashenden Anemometer roving reporter. And just because I like saying it, Zeta Bye.